Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Joan Sebring. Joan is a certified practice advisor with Law Firm Success Group and a colleague of mine. Joan, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm delighted to have you on the podcast today because we're digging into an episode that I know is near and dear to your heart. And this is a debrief episode. So we're going to be going back into the archives and we're going to be pulling out episode 27, which is attorney entrepreneurship with Jacqueline Newman. And we're going to be putting, uh, you can check the show notes for the link to the full podcast, which I encourage you to listen to. But meanwhile, Joan and I are going to be breaking down some aspects of this that really stood out to us. And one of the things I loved about uh, my conversation with Jacqueline uh, is that Jacqueline really enjoys the business aspects of practicing law. She's a fantastic family law attorney, but she really enjoys the business aspects of things and actually volunteered to take on those when she took on the managing partner role at her firm. And so as we were talking, one of the things that really came out is the efforts Jacqueline has put into over the years to really build up her team. And that's an important mental shift that a lot of attorneys that I've worked with have really struggled uh, with over the years. Joan, just talk a little bit, if you could, about the importance of building a team. Sure. Yeah. I love Jacqueline and what her thoughts were and how she focused so heavily on that in that podcast. And the reason that I say that is, you know, as people are building out some of these smaller firms, I mean, hers actually got very large. There needs to be a focus on who you're hiring. So even more so, I would say, than actually business development. And the reason that I say that, that Jacqueline said it very well, that the team is actually the foundation of your business. If you don't have the right people in the right roles, they're not going to be able to service your clients. They're not going to be able to do the work, get it done quickly, accurately, et cetera. And making sure that's paramount is a great way to kick off and grow and scale your law firm. So I love that it's a focus of hers. She's certainly has a huge business focus. She even, I believe, mentioned that her team is her family. And after COVID hit, you know, she missed dealing with these people and seeing them every day. And to me, that's really a great example of a really strong team foundation in a, in a practice. I love that you highlighted the fact that Jacqueline really treats her team as family and she feels that her team is family. That level of Familiarity doesn't happen by accident. And so, Joan, in organizations that you're working with that are looking to add team, you know, add, add team members and really scale mm-hmm. up, how do those, how do you work with those organizations to determine if someone's going to be a good fit? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. One of the things that we often talk about is, is really understanding the strengths of the organization and the people that are there right now, um, how they like to engage with each other, how they work with their clients. First and foremost, and you know, in my mind, the perfect team is a balanced team. So number one is I think you really got to have a strong handle on who's already in house, where there might be some gaps in style or niches, niches, etc., and then try to hire 
for those gaps because that really brings about your well-roundedness in your team. So there's different ways to do that. Certainly, you know, in, in our practice, we use different types of assessments to test for those things, but you can also do that through the interview process and understanding how someone communicates, how someone deals with stressful situations, how someone makes decisions, how they handle problems, et cetera. Um, and so, you know, for me, that is one of the things that needs to be considered when you build out your team. The other thing I would mention is really having a good handle on the pace at which you can hire people. So the, the key for Jacqueline is she's a managing partner. So she has a lot of data at her fingertips that help her understand metrics to make those decisions. So how many new clients are coming on board? How many billable hours are actually um, getting billed by the, the staff? You know, how much administrative work is, is being done? How much opportunity is there to bring somebody on board and then hire at the right level for those skills? Those are terrific insights, Joan. Thank you for sharing those with us. And uh, just as, as a quick aside here to attorney entrepreneurs, you'll note we did not discuss whether or not it makes sense to bring on a team. And that's because, you know, Jones and my philosophy is that uh, if you're not bringing on a team, then you're not maximizing the potential that you have in your practice. It also means that you're going to be working too hard for too little, most likely. And so we're just sort of assuming that everyone here is looking for team building tips in some way, whether you're looking to add additional service service providers like a payroll company or a staffing company or a marketing company, or you're looking to directly hire associates or paralegals, if you really want to maximize your practice and build that perfect practice where you only work 35, 40 hours a week, yes, it's possible. And you only, you know, and you take a minimum of two weeks off every year. Yes, that's also possible. Um, that's where the team is really going to come into play. And so, Joan, you mentioned talking about fit and identifying gaps and really appreciate all of that. Uh, let's bring culture into this a little bit. What are some of the things that a law firm can do to identify, number one, the culture that they have? And then number two, if it's not the culture they want, you know, how do they make some, some changes to adjust to that? And then number three, how do they determine if someone's a good fit with the culture? Yeah. So, you know, I think that there are a few things that need to be considered. Number one is, you know, how do you want your staff to feel each day? And and you're right to point out that we're not just talking about full-time staff. It could be people who are there for 1099. It could be, you know, vendors that periodically come in, et cetera. Um, but how do they feel every day? Do they feel like they're part of the decision-making process? Do they feel valued? Um, are they compensated fairly? Et cetera, and do they see a path to growth with the organization? So there's there's ways to go about that. You can include people in the decision making process. I mean, certainly, you know, one of the things that Jacqueline talked about was were all these committees that were formed as the the organization grew, and and that was that was a way for her to not just delegate some of that that work and get that off of her plate, but it was also a way to really promote employee engagement. So that becomes part of the culture if you want it to be. And those are decisions that, you know, the folks that are running the firm need to make. Um, and that becomes part of that hiring process. So when you are looking for people to come on board, 
I think you've got to make sure that they are a right fit, again, for the style and the culture that you're trying to develop. So if someone is very much focused on, you know, moving up the ladder, but you're a slow and steady type of firm who's growing at a pace that might be less than what they're looking for, you've got to take that into consideration. Um, if they, if you're looking for someone on the team who is really good at checking off checklists to make sure that there's a good quality of work and that all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted, make sure you're looking for that. Um, the other thing that I would say is, you know, an important part of building a culture is to think about the future growth as you're hiring. You know, do you see somebody there for the long term? And if you are thinking about them there for a longer duration of time, you know, what does that mean in terms of their growth? How are you going to support them? What type of programs are you going to incorporate? And I don't mean that to be um, something that sounds overwhelming. I'm talking about, you know, different types of lunch and learns where you can actually bring in different concepts to expand their, their knowledge on a subject. How are you going to help them grow? That's part of what you need to think about in terms of culture. Yes, absolutely. And I, I love the points you're making here, especially about how they want to grow, uh, how their growth fits in with the firm's growth and, and, and the vision that, that the, the partners have for the firm and about employee engagement. And attorney entrepreneurs, this is something that you really need to pay attention to because in the war for talent, when you're looking to hire that associate with you know, five years of experience that everyone else is trying to hire, who's probably at big law right now. And you know, you cannot match their salary, right? It's just not going to happen. And they're being courted by other big law firms and other small firms. It's really hard to figure out, okay, how do I compete? I can't match salary. I can't match benefits. What can I do? Well, there's a couple of things you can do. One is you can offer flexibility, uh, flexibility in terms of work hours, flexibility in terms now of location. Um, so flexibility of schedule. So you can offer those three things. A lot of firms are offering that now. The part, the secret sauce, if you will, if you can, if you can do this, you will be able to attract them and keep them, is to have a compelling vision for where you want to build your firm and to get them engaged in that vision. Because when they feel ownership, for where the firm is going, when they can contribute to that through, for example, participating on a committee, like Jacqueline said, when they're engaged and they feel ownership in the direction of the firm, those employees are not leaving. They're going to stay. They're going to turn down other roles with more money and more benefits because they believe in what you're doing and they believe in what all of you are building together. If you can get them bought into your vision and get keep them engaged in building that, you will take your retention through the roof. I agree 100%. And you know, the other thing to point out there is it's a way to free up your own time as well, right? It allows you to- <laughs> Yeah, the practical uh, aspect. <laughs> right? They, they can, they actually are very creative. If you give your team- the bandwidth to actually do, they will deliver for you if you have the right team. And, you know, that just frees up time to do things like more business development, et cetera, and, and manage the practice. Absolutely. So, uh, Joan, as you are, as you were listening to Jacqueline's episode and we're wrapping up here, mm -hmm. what other closing thoughts do you have? 
Well, let's see. I think that for me, I loved a few things that Jacqueline said. It's all about the team. And this is a great way to summarize what we're just talking about. If you find the right people, there are no boundaries to grow. So whether you want to grow a little or a lot, having your team in place is paramount. And then I guess the other thing that I would like to just point out is, you know, she talked a lot. We didn't talk about this too much, but people develop communities. That was another big theme coming out of her this session. Um, If you find the right one, you will find the right people. So there is a real highlight here that I want to just, you know, bring to light as we wrap up, which is make sure that, you know, as you're networking, as you're building your relationships, you're making sure that you're tapping into those right networking groups, meeting the right people who will help you grow your business, either by staff or by referral or by help and support and, and et cetera, right? So um, those are a few things that I think are also really helpful as we, as we wrap up this session. Terrific tips, Joan. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. That's Joan Sebring with Law Firm Success Group, a terrific business coach and certified practice advisor. And the episode, again, that we're breaking down is Attorney Entrepreneurship with Jacqueline Newman. And we have just scratched the surface, so be sure to check it out. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.